year I turned 12. The age where you transfer from boy to man. It's the little things that you remember all your life. First hit, your first kiss, the first time your dad lets you know that he sees you. Well, I still hadn't had the other two, but boy, did that third one feel good. Would you stand up and walk out on Happy Wonder Wednesday, everyone! Angela Bowen here, the host of Looking Back on My Wonder Years, a Wonder Years podcast. Well, today I am continuing my coverage of the new Wonder Years of 2021, Season 1, Episode 14, which aired February 23rd, 2022. Country Dean. The family spends spring break with Lillian's parents. Lillian helps to settle a land a land dispute to impress her difficult to please mother. All right, this has got a 7.3 out of 10 based on 50 ratings. Let's see who we got. We got um, cast member. We got Regina Taylor as Bessie, Willie C. Carpenter as Big Jim. I'm guessing those are Lillian's parents. We got Jay Amir as Buster. We have Selena Smith as Pearl, so I'm guessing they are Dean's cousins. We have Brad Sanders as Gerald and Teresa L. Graves as Edith. So, okay, maybe, okay, so maybe Edith could be her mother and then maybe Bessie could be like an aunt's sister. I, I don't know. I don't know. So, this episode was directed by Fred Savage. Writers Saladin K. Patterson. We have credit to Neil Marlins and Carol Black of the original Wonder Years. We have Bob Daly, Imberia Allen, Kendra Cole, Gail Gilina, Diovera, Danny Batista, and Yemen Siga. I, I know. I most likely just Wash through those names, and I feel horrible. Every time I do that, I just, I feel horrible, and I really wish I knew what their names, how to pronounce them, if I even am pronouncing some of them right or wrong. Alright, since there are no user reviews, we can jump right into this episode. Of course, if you're new to the Wonder Years, looking back at my Wonder Years podcast, I want to say welcome. I've covered all six seasons of The Wonder Years. They are available on SoundCloud. Unfortunately, with iTunes, they only hold so many episodes. So a lot of my older stuff from when I started the podcast back in 2017, maybe even 2018, just isn't here anymore for some reason. So, yeah, just if you want to hear all six seasons of The Wonder Years... Go to sound the SoundCloud app, and you can listen there. The podcast also does have a Facebook page at, just type in The Wonder Years, the podca- podcast, or The Wonder Years, it'll pop up. You can follow along, because with this show, The New Wonder Years, of course, I'm going in chronological order. I'm not doing an episode every week, but at least twice a month from here on out because this is episode 14 and the show did originally have an order of nine episodes they got picked up for a full 22 episode season so from here on out right now it's probably going to be two episodes a month for the time being i i'm pretty sure they're gonna 
finish up in May like most shows do. So we'll hopefully find out soon whether we're getting a second season. Fingers crossed because I want to carry on with the Williams family. I want to be able to see these kids grow up and face new challenges and new experiences. I, I just, I'm here for it. I, I love, you know, I was a little unsure in the beginning and everything with all that, but the characters definitely have smoothed out. They've come into their own. The actors have really made the characters their own, which I really, really love. So, and I've really gotten attached to these characters. I love what I've seen so far. So, also, the podcast does have an email address. If you want to share your Wonder your memories from either the original show or the new show. Your favorite characters, maybe not so favorite characters. What are your favorite episodes or least favorite episodes? You can email the podcast at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. As well as if you're enjoying the podcast and you want to support the podcast, you can go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and leave a review. Just type in the Wonder Years, the Looking Back at My Wonder Years podcast will pop up. Scroll, click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. You can use emojis if you want to describe characters from either show, and I can try to guess. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House. I am sorry, guys. See, this is what happens when you do multiple podcast shows. Oh my goodness. Yeah, this all five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Wonder Years new and old fans like yourselves. So, all right, now let's get into the episode. I am excited. I love being able to meet more and more of the Williams family, the extended family. Now we get to meet cousins, possible aunts and uncles. I am just, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Let's do this. All right, so we got the cold open here. We got Dean telling us it's spring break, or in his case, back then it was something called ABA, which something about a teacher's conference. But all he knew is he got a week off of school, which is awesome. He's making a PB&J sandwich. He's pouring pop popcorn. No, he's pouring cereal into a bowl. He's getting ready to park himself in front of the TV and just watch TV on endless hours of just television from 1968 or 69. Because that's right, because it started in 68 and we already had like Christmas and New Year's, so now we're in 1969. So he is, this, honestly, this year's been flying by. And I like that the time of year, so they're in April and we're right around March here, so we're kind of almost linked up. But while he's got pan plans to veg out in front of the TV all week, oh, his parents got other plans. And they start that morning, apparently, as soon as he's parked in front of the TV and turned the TV on. He's also getting vanilla wafers, pouring, like I said, he's pouring himself some cereal. He's, he's getting basically all the food he would need for like a complete day. So basically your breakfast, your lunch, your afternoon snacks, and then that should carry him through until dinner time. Oh, it looks like he's going to the cookie jar too. You know, his friends normally would probably be going to the mountains or the beach. 
And Dean says, but he was going to spend his vacation at his heavy place on the couch in front of the TV. Yes, we have a little TV tray type setup serving tray. We got a PB&J sandwich. We got some chips. We got some cereal in a bowl. We got some popcorn in a bowl with some cookies and... I'm not sure what what's that supposed to be. That is that a, like one of those whoopie pie things? I can't tell. Moon pie things? I don't know. Oh, you can't forget that. You can't forget that pop slash soda. Gotta have that. Gotta have something to wash it down. I really hope he paces himself when eating that stuff. I really do. Cause you eat all that at once, you're like, you ain't eating no dinner that night. He's gonna have to walk around the neighborhood to walk that food off. He says, I plan to eat cereal till my teeth fill out. Oh, he's got that console TV, the one that's set in that wooden cabinet. I grew up with the same thing at my grandparents' house, at our you know, house growing up. We had the same TV console in a, a wooden case. Things that weigh, oh my gosh, when I worked at Goodwill and people would drop those things off and they're like, heavier than I'll get out. And he says, and I plan to watch cartoons until my eyeballs f <laughs> fell out. Basically, if something didn't fall out, I failed. I gotta say, I'm getting used to uh, Don Cheadle as narrator. It looks like he is, uh, it's not as much as in the pilot episode where it was constant non-stop narration, but here it's like, okay. So Lillian comes in, turns off the TV, says, get dressed, Dane. And Bill says, oh, and pack your bags. And Dean is like, what, what, wait, it's my vacation. What, what, what are you talking about? And he tells him to pack a suitcase. At least he doesn't react like Kevin McAllister. Pack my suitcase? <laughs> yeah, and he says, it's my vacation. I've been looking forward to it for weeks. And Lillian says, change of plans. We're going to go visit Grandpa and Grandma's farm. And Dean asks, well, going to the country? Why? <laughs> Just whining. So adult Dean tells us, contrary to popular belief, there's a difference between growing up in the quote-unquote South and growing up in the country. Dean says he did the former. His mom and dad did the latter. Basically, okay, so the parents grew up in the country and he was more in the South Lake suburbish area. So Dean says, this is how I grew up as he flushes the toilet. And this was them. An outhouse. My grandpa on my mom's, my mom's dad, they had an outhouse at their farm. And what is the thing, I gotta, I'm curious, like, what is the thing with the, like, crescent moon and the star on the outhouse? I should research that, because I swear, like, that was a common thing with outhouses. And I'd only been in one, and it was, bleh. I wouldn't recommend it. I mean, you see, you watch Little House on the Prairie, they got outhouses all over the place, until, uh... Finally, in, what is it, season five or six, when uh, they finally, uh, the Olsons, Mercantile, they get that, uh, that chamber, 
chamber pot. <laughs> they get that indoor plumbing, um, whatever you want to call it, toilet. There's They use a word for it. I can't think of it at the moment, though. A water closet. I think that's what it was called. A water, like, you know, yeah. But yeah, he goes on with the differences between in the South and growing up, you know, in the country. Dean says, buy groceries, and you see some chicken tenderloins on a counter. And then he says, they're groceries. We just see chickens just floating around as kids are hanging out by their little uh, cement porch there. So Dean also says, my chores. We see him vacuuming. And then he says, their chores. Which he even says, okay, that last one here may have been over 100 years ago. It's showing people in fields picking cotton. But Dean says, but that's how old they seem to me. And Dean says, my point is, we were not the same. Jillian says, your grandpa called, said he needed my help with something. And as you know, family always comes first. And Dean is still complaining. He's like, yeah, but I, I, I planned out my whole week. I was going to sit in front of the TV and catch up on my cartoons and my soap operas and my afternoon talk show. <laughs> Did they have afternoon talk shows back in 69? I'm sure there was a soap opera out there that was in 1969. What, what was that one? Was it The Young and the Restless? Was it Days of Our Lives? One of those had to have been started up in the late, mid to late 60s. Yeah, he even goes to the TV Guide. He's like, but there's a, a good episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. Jethro gets a pet kangaroo. I'm like, buddy, when you're an adult, you can watch it on streaming, okay? It'll be cool. The whole series at one point will probably even be on DVD. You can buy it then and, and just watch and binge all of the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, so Dean is complaining like, Grandpa and Grandma don't even have a TV. It's so boring there. And Lillian says, don't you dare call my parents boring. And Lillian tells him, you know, it's been a minute since we visited and it'd be good for you to spend some time with them. You're going to throw in the guilt card like, oh, you know, they're not going to be around forever. <sighs> okay, Grandma Bessie and Big Jim. Okay, so they're the grandparents. I was right the first time. So Edith is probably another family member, aunt, someone. We'll, we'll find out. We'll find out. Yeah, Dean likes it better when they come and visit him on his, you know, in his home. Like, yeah, when they come to visit us, it's great. But going to the country was a pain. Where's Kim? And Bill adds, oh, and the fresh air will do you good. Yeah, and Dean says, I hate the fresh air. And Lillian says, please don't say that in front of my mother. She doesn't need any more ammunition. Yeah, she doesn't need any more ammunition to judge my parenting. Apparently, yeah, they have a complicated relationship. Oh, Bill says you two have a complicated relationship. Why? Well, we'll find out anyway, but is it because she didn't stay in the country and help the family? Or, and she kind of went out on her own and did her own thing? I don't know. 
Yeah, and Lillian tells him, well, it's tricky with mothers and daughters. Yes, we've seen your relationship with Kim. It's very, very tricky. So here we go. Here's Kim. She says, all right, I'm all packed. And Bill says, that little piece of cloth is what you call clothing. That's not Bill said. That's Lillian. Yeah, she says, and clearly I need to check everything else in your little suitcase. I'm like, yeah, you're going for a week. You're going to be in the country. There's going to be dirt everywhere. You're going to probably walk around a lot. You really want to get those clothes covered in dust and dirt? And Kim is like, what? You... You don't trust me to do anything. And Lillian says, yeah, if you're referring to the little trip with your friends, then the answer's still no. And of course, Kim says, I'm going to college soon. Okay, so she is going to college. That'd be interesting to see, like, her adjusting to, like, college life in season two. Because clearly, if she's a senior, she's graduating, then we're going to see her in college in season two, I would guess. And she and Kim asks Lillian, like, why can't you let me go away for one weekend? Yeah, and Lillian <laughs> starts walking after Kim and saying, the difference is college is not in the back of a van driven by a boy named Kwame. Kim, come on, you're still hanging out with that guy? Oh my gosh. So Bill tells Dean, pack your boots, you're going to be helping your grandpa in the fields. Yeah, Bill was thinking of going in the other room, but we hear Lillian and Kim just yelling at each other, and he thinks better. Like, you know what? No. So Dean says, yeah, just like that, my week off from school, my dreams for my week off from school were shattered. Instead, he was going to experience two of the unhappiest words in the English language. No TV. I think I wouldn't have visited either of my grandpa. Well, because my grandpa and grandma, my dad's parents, you know, lived like not even, like a mile or so up there. Not maybe not even a mile. I mean, you could walk across the field and get to the road they were on. But yeah, they had a TV. Um, when on occasion when I went to the other grandparents, my uh, mom's parents, um. Yeah, they had a television. It was down in their basement. It was like a little rec room area. I remember one Christmas, the Elf Christmas special, the one hour Christmas special I played on television. And I had to, the fact that I can even remember that, because that came out in 86 and I was four at the time. And I remember because I got those little Care Bear figurines for Christmas that year. Their chores. 
Okay, that last one may have been over a hundred years ago, but that's how old they seem to be. My point, we were not the same. Your grandpa called and said he needed my help with something. And as you know, family always comes first. But uh, I planned out my whole week. There was a good episode of the Beverly Hillbillies. Jethro gets a pet kangaroo. Grandma and Grandpa don't even have a TV. It's so boring there. Don't you dare call my parents boring. It's been a minute since we visited. It'd be good for you to spend some time with them. Don't get me wrong. I love Grandma Bessie and Big Jim, especially when they visited us. But going to the country was a pain. And the fresh air will do you good. I hate the fresh air. Please don't say that in front of my mother. She doesn't need any more ammunition to judge my parenting. You two have a complicated relationship. It's tricky with mothers and daughters. I'm all packed. If that little piece of cloth is what you call clothing, then clearly I need to check everything else in your little suitcase. What? You don't trust me to do anything. If you're referring to that trip with your friends, then the answer's still no. I'm going to college soon. Why can't you let me go away for one weekend? What's the difference? The difference is college is not in the back of a van driven by a boy named Kwame. You pack your boots. You're going to be up in the grand pond of fields. And just like that, my dreams of a week off from school were shattered. Instead, I was going to experience two of the unhappiest words in the English language. No TV. I mean, I grew up in what was considered the country, you know, five, seven, eight, seven or eight miles from the nearest town, the sm small town of Lowell that I grew up in, in Michigan. And, I mean, we weren't isolated, but, I mean, it's not like you could walk to town or anything like that. And it just, you know, someone who normally lives in the city said to us, like, I don't know how you, you guys, you and your sister did it growing up like this. Out in the country. And the thing is, when it would snow, it was just basically, you're not going anywhere. Because you're in the country, so the plows are going to take their time getting out to you. And as far as how many snow days we got off, I could probably count five or six. From kindergarten all the way up to senior year of high school. There were times when our bus would get stuck in a ditch and somebody would have to come and help pull it out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like you're not going anywhere until either you get a license or if your parents are going somewhere. That's why I'd be like, well, I could sit around here like, oh, you're going to make a run to the tractor supply store? Okay, can I come with? Oh, you're getting groceries? Great. Can I come with? You know, it's because it's something to do. See, the letters. And the thing is, I mean, I didn't have cable until I was 14, so you pretty much got stuck with those three or four channels, you know, you know, uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, and then in the, you know, late 80s, early 90s, you got Fox, and then, of course, you had your PBS station, so, you know, like six channels. But even still... When people would talk about, like, oh, wow, I watched this one show on this channel. I'm thinking, oh, we don't get that. Oh, it's because I don't have cable. So, but, yeah, when I got cable at 14, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. But, anyway, I'm getting off the beaten path here. Let's get let's get down to the country. Let's meet Lillian's parents and Dean's cousins. I am ready for it. Three hours in the car, two fights between Mom and Kim and one pee break. They'd finally arrived at the grandparents' house. And I'm just thinking of some of the trips. You know, we never went out of state growing up. I didn't get to go out of state or even fly an airplane until I was in my 20s. But, um, 
Like, the farthest we would drive, I, I think, would be, like, from Michigan's Adventure to, which was in Muskegon, from from Lowell, that was probably at least an hour, well, it felt like over an hour drive. It probably was over an hour and a half drive. Um, I'm trying to think of any other long, like, when we would go to our one of our aunt and uncle's houses that live near, kind of near-ish Lansing a little bit. That was always at least over an hour and a half or more. And it felt like such a long journey, like, okay, I'm going to bring this, and I'm going to bring that, and I'm going to get books, and my tiger handheld games, and whatever else. <laughs> you know, stuff to do in the car while you're... But then as I got older, I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to tune everything out, and I'm just going to listen to my headset. I like that nice little porch there that they got. Um, yeah, they pulled up in the station wagon, and here come Big Jim and Grandma Bessie. So, yeah, Big Jim and Bess Grandma Bessie come out, and they're like, oh, my grandchildren! And she gives Kim a hug. Like, oh, you turned into such a beautiful lady, a beautiful woman. So tall. And she hasn't seen them in a while because she's even remarking on Dean and how much he's grown. And then, of course, the chastising. Like, Lillian, are you feeding these children? <sighs> yeah, she's, Lillian, are you feeding these children? They're so skinny. And Lillian says, oh, yeah, feed them. I knew I was forgetting something. Like, you're, like, not even they're, like, less than five minutes and already here come the all. Oh, you're not doing a good enough job taking care of your kids. So, Bessie says, oh, I hope you don't talk to your parents as fresh as your mama talks to me. I love the side-eye look that Kim gives Lillian. Like, ooh. So, Bill shakes. Big Jim's hand and gives Lillian's mom, Bessie, a, co a copy of his latest 45. And she's like, oh, how sweet. Of course, I can't play it because I don't have a record player. But no, she it's not because she can't play it because she doesn't have a record player. It's because, of course, I can't play it because it's the devil's music. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> this is a great start. But she says, but I am going to hang it up so I can brag about my talented son-in-law. Well, it is what it is, everybody. <laughs> you can't win them all over, I guess. So Big Jim tells Bill, look, I'm going to need your help. And we see an old car that looks like it needs work. So he's going to have Bill help him out with that. Oh, and yeah, we'll stay lubricated too as he goes on a liquor bottle. <laughs> like, okay, yep, whatever you say, Big Jim. So Lillian, of course, is like, Daddy, is that why you brought us here? Like, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, she's like, is that why you brought us here? To sip on whiskey and work on that old jalopy? And he says, no, no, we've got a real problem. So he agrees, you know, let's talk about it over some sweet tea. And he says, oh, you're looking good. And 
Yeah, and even her Lillian's mom, Bessie, comments on her hair like, "Oh, all those salons up there that you're spending all your money on." <laughs> it isn't how she's raising her kids, then it's how she's spending her money. So they go into the house and immediately Dean is gravitated to the TV. Since they actually, yes, they have a television there. And Grandma Bessie says, oh, no, 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 hold your horses there. We only turn it on for two programs. The News and Lawrence Welk. <laughs> well, Dean, I don't know what to tell you. And Dean thinks, no, it was actually as bad as I thought. And he's like, maybe just one cartoon? And Be Grandma Bessie says, no, won't be having you use up all our electricity. And Kim says, oh, I hope that rule doesn't apply to the telephone. Let me guess, they don't have a phone. And Bill says, oh, they'd have to sell the farm to cover your long distance, Bill. So Big Jim gets right into it. We've been having issues with the neighbors. They say our cow has been coming onto their property. And... The neighbors, yeah, the cow's been coming on their property to graze, you know, to eat their grass and whatnot. And the neighbors want to build a fence to stop her. Well, it's like, well, wait a minute. Isn't that their right if that's their property? They don't want your cow there? Okay, so yes, it is a land dispute because Bessie says it's one big fuss over nothing. I don't know why they think it's their land. It's our land. And apparently they just don't agree with us. And the neighbors have hired a lawyer. Well, can't they look at, like, the blueprints or land whatever's, the county hall or whatever, those things, to find out where their land ends and where their land begins or whatever? So, and Bessie says that the cow is pregnant. She doesn't need that agitation because she's eating for two. Yeah, she needs as much, um, as much grass as she, as she can eat, since she's eating for two. And Big Jim just wants Lillian to kind of look over the letter that the lawyers sent over. 
And Bessie tells Big Jim, well, don't, don't bother Lillian with that, all right? It's just a couple letters. It's big, thick manila envelopes is what it is with a bunch of documents in them. So Dean figures out television watching the family, you know, kind of, you know, Lillian squabble with her mom and dad and all that stuff is, is like the funniest show around, basically. Like this is, yeah, sometimes those family arguments can be kind of kooky. Yeah, so basically she just says, you know, we have planting to do, you know, thanks to your President Johnson. You know, in this, yeah, oh, the daylight savings stuff, gotcha, yeah. Right, so Lillian says, look, I'll look over this for you and kind of see where we can go from here. And Bessie's like, oh, you mean take, take over, but like, oh my goodness. And then here comes Kim saying, yeah, that's what she's trying to do, control everyone's life. And <laughs> Bessie's like, yeah, I wonder where she got that from, like, about this talking back and whatnot. Just one whole family squabble here. And Big Jim says, look, Bessie, our daughter is as smart as any lawyers. Yeah, she, Lillian is very smart. Oh yeah, Dean's complaining about being bored. Like, ugh. So, Big Jim takes Bill and Dean out like, hey, let's go look at the car that needs work on it. And Dean's thinking, like, oh, can't you see I'm busy being bored? No way. <laughs> Maybe this wasn't going to be as bad as I thought. Hold your horses. We only turn that on for two programs the news and Lawrence Welcome. Nope, it was exactly as bad as I thought. Maybe just one cartoon? Won't be having you use up all our electricity. I hope that rule doesn't apply to the telephone. They'd have to sell a farm to cover your long distance bill. So, we got some trouble with the neighbors. They say our cow's been coming on in their property to graze, and they want to build a fence to stop her. Big fuss over nothing. I don't know why they think it's their land. It's always been our land. Well, they don't agree, and they done gone and hired a lawyer. Why'd they have to get a lawyer involved? My cow is pregnant. She doesn't need the agitation. She's eating for two. She needs as much grass as she can get. Still, it would be good if you take a look at what the lawyer sent us. Don't bother, Lillian, with that. It's just a couple of letters. Yeah, right. A lot more than that. What does it say? They all say the same thing. I don't have time to read. Every last one is planting season, which is harder now because the clock's moving forward because of your President Johnson. Oh, so now I'm wrong for the... Without television, watching them fight was the most entertaining show around. Still, Mama was no shaky green. Well, you can't keep ignoring this. I'd be happy to take care of it. We appreciate it. Take care of it, which means take over. That's just like her, trying to control everybody. Yeah, don't be disrespectful to your mother. Wonder where she learned that from. Bessie, our daughter is as smart as any lawyers. Better help. At least Mama has something to do. I was already bored. Okay, <laughs> time to get to work. Dean, come on. You might learn a thing or two from your grandpa. Ugh, can't you see I'm busy being bored? So, Big Jim and Bill are looking at the car. And Big Jim estimates that the uh, fluid in it 
Yeah, he says the transmission fluid tastes burnt, and then he mentions how it could be a crack in the fuel line. And Bill says, oh, don't worry, it won't hurt him, but too much of this will definitely make you go behind. And both Big Jim and Bill laugh at that. And, of course, years later, Dean kind of got the joke when he took a sip from Grandpa's flask, and he said, like, he threw up and then passed out. So Bill says, hey, Dean, look, your cousins are coming over. And adult Dean explains to us, like, yes, yeah, some were cousins, some were second cousins. Because some were cousins of my play cousins, and I, I never knew for sure. So yeah, it looks like the cousins are going to help Big Jim shuck some corn and ask Dean if he wants to help out. And Bill says, why don't you go, Dean? I mean, it'll do you good to reconnect with them, which can't remember. I'm sure you can't remember the last time he ever spoke two words to these kids. And Big Jim says, I pay a dime a bushel. Hey, free money. All right. Well, you're working for it, but still. Dean does look hesitant. <laughs> A day with my country cousins, I'd rather drink a gallon of transmission fluid. But Dean kind of realizes that he doesn't really have a choice in the matter. Like, dude, just hang out with your cousins. What, there's one, two, three, four, five? Cool. They look like they could be maybe a year or so younger than Dean, but who knows. Oh, that. Oh, that homemade. cousins on my dad's side than I saw the ones on my mom's side. We, The cousins on my mom's side that I had, I just, I, I'm not close with because I just didn't see him that much. I mean, it is kind of, you know, sad. I kind of wish I could have also been, uh, got to hang out with my mom's side of, you know, my cousins on my mom's side, but, uh, I don't know. That's the thing, I mean, I don't know if there are family, you know, out there that they only really know their one side of their family's cousins more than the other side, or maybe they're equally close with both. I don't know. So, yeah, Dean shucking corn, and these kids, they look like they do this on a regular basis, so they're really burning through them pretty fast, whereas Dean is just taking his time, like, ugh, this, I hate this, can't stand this, and... His, uh, one of the cousins asked, like, oh, so you live in Montgomery, what's that like? And Dean says, oh, it's okay. So, yeah, he asked Dean, like, oh, what do you do for fun? And Dean says, um, baseball, I guess. Says, you know, if we make the finals, then we may get to play in, uh, Patterson Field. 
where the Montgomery Rebels played. So, of course, Dean sees this as a chance to boast because these kids don't really, usually, probably don't get out to Montgomery since what did, Dean said it took like three hours to get to uh, Grandma Bessie and Big Jim's place. So, you know, the kids have their own, well, you know, fun that they have. And, you know, Dean's got his uh, suburb city life. So, Dean figures, like, he's going to start bragging about all these stats, his ba uh, baseball stats. Like, oh, yeah, I bait, or, <laughs> I bait around. I bat around, you say, 800. He also says, I just made my third all-star team. So, he's probably betting on all these kids are never going to look up these stats. They're not going to know. I can just lie my butt off. So, yeah, his one boy cousin is really impressed. Like, whoa, cool. But Dean was describing his brother Bruce. But, of course, he's like, these kids would never know that. Never know. They might do a background check on you. Or like, yeah, I don't know. But they seem, oh, at least his boy cousin seems semi-impressed. Oh, my gosh, is he telling these tall tales lies? He says, oh, yeah, there's a high school coach that's, a uh, baseball coach that's interested in me. And then we see... Through a passage of time, he's also saying, oh, of course I have a girlfriend. He's saying Keith is his girlfriend. Like, she's the prettiest girl in school, crazy about me. It's talking about how, yeah, sure, I go to concerts all the time. He even says, I even get a chance to play with my dad's band whenever he needs a soloist. Oh my gosh, Dean. Eventually, are these kids, are they just eating up these lies he's throwing out? Okay, so let me see. We got one, two, three, four, five, six. There's six kids here. And they're all kind of got their chin kind of on their balled up fist. Kind of like, uh... <laughs> Either they're believing it or they're bored or like this guy is such a showboat. Yeah, they share details of their embellished lives. I bet they're not embellishing. I bet they're telling the truth. I mean, from the way that Dean talks, it's almost like versus what the kids, you know, in the country, you know, their lives and stuff like that, Dean almost sounds like he is really, he's definitely embellishing beyond all beyond. But it almost sounds like he's kind of showboating as well, like bragging. Like, oh, you wouldn't know because you're in the country. But here in the suburbs in the city where I live... Yeah, these things we do. I do these on the regular. You wouldn't know because you, you're you're not from the city. So, yeah, he's the boy cousin says, "Oh yeah, that's cool. Like uh, we do stuff mainly outdoors. You know, like jumping our dirt bikes off that twenty foot hill." And I'm sure Dean's gonna be like, "What? What? You have a dirt bike? I bet anything. I hope that I want to see this. I want to see Dean get on a dirt bike." I would have loved to have gone on our four-wheeler that we had at the farm, my grandparents' house. You know, my cousins that lived around there, they were always on it. I never got to ride a snowmobile, or, excuse me, drive a snowmobile. I always had to ride on back, and it's just like, I don't get it. It's just like, <sighs> my cousins got to do things that I couldn't do. Yes, I can definitely say, you know, definitely is just, you know, a little jealous about that, but that's just me.
One of the cousins actually, um, yeah, she says the mounds aren't back yet, but the taxidermist says says it's the biggest buck he's ever seen. Okay, so we got an avid uh, deer hunter there. Awesome, awesome. Oh, yeah, the boy cousin says when I turn 14 next month, I'm going to get my driver's license. Is Dean even 13? Has he already had his birthday yet? Because I thought at one point he was still 12. But, yeah, and I would think even back then, like, if you're working on the form, the form, if you're working on the farm, you can get one of those farming, you know, driving, working permit things that lets you drive at, like, 13, 14 years old, but it, you're regulated to how far you can go, like, mainly where the you know, the farm is and stuff like that. Like, I think my, my cousins, my, my boy cousins, um, they actually got to, you know, drive around the farm and stuff like that. And yeah, that's why, cause my one cousin and I, we both, he's five months younger than me and we both took driver's training at the same time. And of course he actually did, you know, when I looked at his score sheet, his was a lot better. And I'm thinking that's because he's had more practice than I had. The only practice I got would have been logging in my driving hours. I mean, before I started driver's training, I don't think I had been behind the wheel of a, of a, of a vehicle. Okay. Yeah. So Dean's not buying that. And his boy cousin says, yeah, it's an agricultural uh, driver's license, so we can drive tractors on the road and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. And he has motorcycles, too. And then Dean's thinking to himself, like, okay, yeah, that sounded legit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that sounds pretty uh, legit and cool. You know, Dean's like, yeah, I got to keep up with that. So, of course, he's like, oh, yeah, my dad's teaching me to drive. <laughs> no, he's not. No, no, no. Kim's the one that's got the license. Yeah, my dad's sent, uh, teaching me to drive right now so he can send me out for a pack of smokes. <sighs> Dean. Here comes Big Jim saying, oh, your dad Bill Williams teaching you to drive now? So I like how Dean is kind of motioning with his like, granddad. <laughs> and, of course, you know, Big Jim gets a message. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, of course he is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yep grandpa pays the dime or a couple dimes or whatever and the one girl cousin's like oh dean we're gonna see you tomorrow and dean's like yeah sure will oh and call me dj what dj i don't think so man my middle name starts with a j yeah isn't it it's um Dean Jeremiah Williams. His dad said that in the pilot episode. I remember that. Plus, my husband's name is Jeremy, so it's easy to remember. Yeah, he says that's what everybody calls me back in Montgomery. Such a showboat. Such a showboat. And, of course, yeah, and his wife's like, yeah, nobody ever called me that. Of course they didn't. You made it up on the fly. Kid. <laughs> But, of course, Dean feels like, you know, a cool cousin from the city should have a cool nickname. Oh my gosh, I love Big Jim. He's like, oh, come on, uh, DJ. Well, time to get back to the house. Why does it look like the cousin is sitting next 
to Dean there is just kind of side-eyeing him, like, yeah, I think you're full of it. I don't believe any of that stuff. So, you live in Montgomery, right? What's that like? It's okay. What do you do for fun? Um, baseball, I guess. If we make the finals, we get to play at Patterson Field, where the Montgomery Rebels play. the living room and the television is on clearly it's the news uh news weatherman talking about planning season continuing to pro progress and all that stuff dean runs in because he thinks is that green acres <laughs> he is so television starved if this were going on in 2022 and he didn't have a phone he would be, I don't know, basically up a creek without a paddle. But it's like, I mean, this is 1969. And, and Dean is, I mean, reacting to the fact of no, well, and the thing is that television hadn't even been around for what, only what, a little, maybe a little over a decade at that point, I thought. So, and, and Dean's already starved for, I'll watch it, come right, I'll watch whatever, just... <laughs> Turn the TV on. Of course, that's the other thing. It's like these shows, like they were brand new broadcasting, and if you missed them, that was that was basically it. You did not see it again unless it was a rerun or you got the DVD or it was streaming, which that seriously would not be coming around for a, quite a while. So you pretty much you were out of luck. And Big Jim says, nope, morning farm report. Yeah, the morning, yeah, he's basically just watching the news, morning farm, farm report on the news. And Dean is like, a show about a farm that doesn't have a pig who can drive? No, like, no thank you. Alright, so it looks like it's the next day, the next morning. I don't know where, uh, 
Lillian and Bill and even Kim. Like, I, I'm curious to see, like, I know it's Country Dean, but, like, how's Kim handling all of this? So, yeah, the kids are there. They're ready to hang out with Dean again. Yeah, they asked him, like, hey, Dean, want to ride bikes? We got one for you, too. I loved to bike ride in the country when I was growing up. I just loved it. And Dean's thinking to himself, well, hey, at least it's kind of similar to what I'd be doing at home. Yeah, because he rides a bike. But yeah, it looks like the kids are kind of making adjustments to the bikes, and Dean is surprised. Like, oh, you guys uh, build your own bikes? And his boy cousin's like, yeah, there's always, you know, parts lying around. And Dean says, oh, I just get a new bike whenever I outgrow my outgrow my old one. It's like, well, Dean, this is a country. It's going to make do with what they have and making adjustments and stuff. We don't all have money pouring out of our hiney holes. <laughs> Big Jim says, oh, you mean whenever you outgrow Bruce's old one. So, yeah, it's all ready for, for Dean. And Dean asks, well, what are we going to ride? And his boy cousin says, oh, well, where would you normally ride at home? And Dean says, oh, well, all over the city. Well, they don't have that there because it's the country. So, yeah. But Dean says, oh, I mean, if I were home right now, I'd be sitting in front of the television. He says, I'd be sitting at home sitting in front of the television until my eyes dried out. And his girl cousin says, oh, you get to watch that much TV? You know, Dean says, yeah, I mean, when school's out, sure. And, of course, he says, oh, I don't see how you guys survived without it. TV hadn't even been around that long, though. And he's just acting like, ugh. An electronically deprived child. Like, oh, if I don't have my tablet in front of me. Or if I don't have my phone in front of me. But then again, I mean, I'm one to talk. I mean, I didn't grow up with this stuff. But let me tell you, when we've had a power outage and you can't charge your phone, it's, you think I was deprived. Right, Quinny? That's right, Quinnels. You don't have a phone because you're a cat. Right? And his girl cousin says, yeah, I mean, some of us have TVs, but not ones we can watch all the time. I got a TV. It's probably, a, you know, a smaller one that's probably, like, in the kitchen or something like that. It's not, like, parked. And, or, or the fact that maybe they do have a television in the living room, a family TV, and it's just, we can only watch it so often because it costs money to run, you know, electricity to run a television. That's why Dean's grandparents only have it playing the news in Lawrence Welk. Dean says, oh yeah, we have four TVs. Are you serious? They have four TVs. Really? Wow. I mean, that just makes me think of uh, even, you know, Back to the Future when Marty goes back to 1955. They're like, oh, do you have a TV? And Marty's like, yeah, you know, we have two. Because he's talking to his mom, even though it's not his mom yet. She's like, yeah, we we have two of them. And the way the kid reacts, like, wow, you must be rich. So the fact that Dean's got four, they've got four televisions, but they could be like a main one in the living room, one in the kitchen, maybe there's one in the bedroom. Who knows? But that just sounds like more like 80s and 90s, you're gonna have more than one TV in your house. Because that's just how it is. Boy cousin says, oh, there's only one place I know with that many TVs. It's a TV storefront, yeah. Time to get back 
So there's like TVs that are playing different shows. There's Bewitched. There's uh, something with Gomer and Sergeant Carter. Okay, so they're standing in front of KB Television and Radio Repair. Uh, it says new and used appliances sales and service. Seeing his uh, boy and girl cousin there about. Is that Hogan's Heroes and once with Sergeant Carter and Gomer or whatever? And Dean saying how, oh, that's the one where they lose the colonel's dog. And I'm not saying they stole the idea, but the exact same thing happened to Corey and I. And, yeah, Dean says, oh, and that there, that's Mod Squad. That's where they catch car thieves, just like the crime in Montgomery. That's the episode where Mrs. Kravitz thinks Darren and Samantha have a baby. <laughs> My neighbor in Montgomery, Miss Finger, is nosy just like that. And that's the one where Gomer and Sergeant Carter lose the colonel's dog. I'm not saying they stole the idea, but same thing happened to me and my friend Corey. Oh, and that? That's the Mod Squad, where they catch car thieves. Just like the crime in Montgomery. Alright, so now we are back at the farmhouse, and Lillian just has just come from the court. Um, and she's like, I'm telling you exactly what they said at the courthouse. And... Yeah, Lillian says, there's no record of you owning this land. And Bessie, Lillian's mom, says, well, what do you call this? My mama's granddad was a sharecropper on this land. And Bessie's, I'm guessing great-grandpa, because she says, my mom's granddad had bought it, you know, from a sharecropper. He said, um, yeah, she says, he bought it from the man that owned it. So, yeah, I guess he had paid a little on a time each month until he, you know, he owned it. And then she's saying, here's the boundary line, boundary line between us and then the neighbor goes from the rock pile to the walnut or something. And the, even though the tree's not there, the stump is there. And Lillian tells her mom, like, I, I don't think the county is going to accept that. So... Excuse me, Bessie is not happy. She says, why do you need to get the government involved? Next thing you know, they're going to make us pay taxes. I'd be like, what? Where? You haven't been paying your taxes? Oh, my gosh. Lillian says, I'm going to pretend like I didn't just hear that. So Lillian suggests a lawyer. Like, let's get us a good lawyer. Bill and I will take care of it. And Bill, who's been... Sitting on the couch with Dean, you know, Bill's reading the paper, and he's like, wait, what now? 
Bill asks, is this one of those lawyers that you can pay with a chicken or something? So, yeah, Bessie's not having it. She says, oh, now you're going to start throwing your money around. You know, it's not enough that you start trouble, but now you got to start throwing your money around. Like, what is the, uh, I don't know, like Lillian even said on the way out there, mothers and daughters. So, and Lillian tells him, like, no, we're not throwing money around. We just want to help out, right, Bill? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll go up to three chickens, but that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. The uh, group of cousins there, they are going to show Dean how to have a good time and then jumping from a rope onto a pile of hay. Oh, my cousins and I would just... I think we would jump from a stack of hay bales onto another uh, bunch of hay bales or, or something. I remember that when I was probably about, like, 11. <laughs> That was so fun. Dean's a little hesitant. He's like, now I know you guys don't actually do that, right? And of course, the girl whose name is Pearl says, now, I know you're not scared, DJ, because, I mean, the, yeah, this is nothing compared to the gunfire. He's, his boy cousin, whose name I, I don't know, because it hasn't been said, he says, oh yeah, this is nothing to that gunfire you fall asleep to in Montgomery. And Dean also apparently mentioned he walks across the interstate to get to highway. He walks across to get to school. He, yeah, he's been uh, lying through his teeth. Yeah, yeah, his six cousins there all chanting, DJ, DJ, DJ. And Dean is just, he's standing at the top of the um, barn loft there looking down at this pile of hay. And I'm just like... Yeah, that is a drop. I mean, the hay's going to break your fall. Come on. I mean, we've all, if, if you grew up, up in the country, there, I, I can guarantee you were probably playing in the hay barn or the hay, with the hay bales and all that stuff. So Dean's thinking, you know, it's just a childish dare here that they've asked him to do. You know, compared to all the whoppers of stories that he's been telling to these kids. And Dean's kind of thinking about all his previous arguments about how growing up for him was better than probably how they were growing up. Yeah, that pretty much rested on him proving there was nothing. There's nothing that they could do that he couldn't do. So it's like, 
It's almost like a put up or shut up kind of thing. Like, hey, you've been boasting this whole time. They kind of believe you. So, it's up to you. I gotta do it, and he immediately is like, oh, okay, I wanna, I wanna go again. I wanna do it again. <laughs> and they're all like, aww. So I guess he chickened out. impressed you know around the dinner table like wow grandma you made all this yourself and of course Lillian says well she didn't want any help and yeah her Lillian's mom is just like well I didn't think you'd have the time what with your after a day of meddling in people's business I'm thinking but didn't you kind of ask her to look at those court documents and the note the letters from the lawyers Kim can't believe that her grandmother, you know, shucked all that corn without breaking a nail. And her grandma says, oh, well, we got another city girl on our hands. And Lillian stands up and says, oh, here, let me fix you a plate, Kim. And Bill says, yeah, she's only doing this to compete with her mother because Kim's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you told that to uh, Big Jim. And Big Jim says, don't overthink it, son. Yeah, okay, so she's getting, Lillian's getting someone to play, and Kim says, oh, the patriarchy's alive and well. And yeah, and that, yeah, and then Bill says, yeah, she's only doing this to compete with her mother, and then Big Jim says to him, well, don't overthink it, son, enjoy it till it's over. Oh my gosh, yeah, so Bessie made Bill those buttermilk biscuits that she knows that he loves, and Lily says, yeah, I make the same biscuits. You know, I don't see how it, yeah. And then Bessie says, oh, well, mine tastes different than yours. And Lily says, I don't know how, because I have the same, I got the recipe from you. And Bessie says, well, that's because, you, you know, you write it down. I, I don't. I go by feel in my hand. It down, it makes it taste different, according to Bessie. Wh why are they competing with each other? They are so alike. And Kim is seeing this, and she's like, oh, now I know where Mama gets it from. And Bill tells her, tells Kim, yeah, but do you see where you get it from? And Kim kind of gives Bill a look like, what? So, oh my gosh! He's like, Bill's caught in the crosshairs between his mother-in-law and his wife. Because Bessie's, oh, don't you agree, Bill? Oh my god! Oh, oh my gosh. If he says yes, he is going to have the silent treatment from Lily, and you know he is. So yes, he just said, well, I, I think everybody's biscuits are perfect. It's like, yeah, you just, yeah, that's what you do. You make everyone happy. <laughs> or in this case, nobody happy because Lillian and Bessie are not getting what they want. 
So, Big Jim says, so Billy will be leaving soon. Let's finish up the car after supper. And, yeah, Big Jim says, yeah, she may be ready to drive by morning. And Dean's, like, looking at it like, hmm, maybe this might be my opportunity to learn how to drive. cousins are just walking down the dirt road and here comes the car and Dean is in it oh my god he's gonna get in so much trouble oh my gosh yeah so Dean figures this is his last shot to prove that his city life was superior to their country life since he's gonna be going home soon so Dean's boy cousin is just everyone all the kids are in awe here like and he says, wow, DJ, you really can drive. And, yeah, Dean is just, like, oh, sucking in that moment of pure triumph. Dean says, yeah, driving a car was a lot easier than I thought. Yeah, then why is it rolling forward? Oh, my gosh, is it going to end up in the crick? Is it going to go through a fence? Oh, my gosh. Well, the car crashed into something. parking brake. Uh, well, bye car. Oh, what he hit a tree? So, yeah, the next scene, Dean thinks this is worse than a whooping because now he's got to shovel manure as his punishment. So, Lillian comes up and, yeah, she spoke to the lawyer who said that there's good news. He can get them a deed to the land based on proof of continued residency. And the neighbors have agreed to give you an easement. You know, I was really hoping maybe we get to see the cow, like, give birth so Dean can see, like, the miracle of life. So Bessie asks, what does that mean? And Lillian says that means basically they own the land, but they'll let you use it for the cow to graze. 
And Lillian says, you know, all you gotta do is sign these papers, but Bessie's not having it. She says, what kind of a solution is that? She says, I'm not gonna give them my land. It's been in my family for generations. And Lillian tells her, you know, a map drawn on the back of a 1904 Sears catalog is not gonna hold up. It's not gonna, that's not gonna hold up in a court of law. And Bessie says, I'm not gonna give them this land without a fight. And Lillian says, oh yeah, we know you love to fight. And here comes Bessie, like, well, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, what do you think it means? You're always looking for an argument. You're always looking to disagree with somebody. It's like she needs something to throw her energy at. Yeah, Lillian says, you know, ever since I've been here, you've had something to say about every little thing that I do. It's like you're always nitpicking. Yeah, Lillian's mom is basically like, because you come in here thinking you're better than us. It's like, why did, what gave you that impression? She's your daughter. Just because she lives in the city and has a really good, you know, job and went to college and everything? I mean, and Bessie says, you're not the only one smart enough to go to college. So I don't understand. What is she, is she jealous or what? What's Bessie's deal here? And Lillian says, Mama, we know that uh, college wasn't an option for a black woman when you were coming up, when you were growing up. And Bessie tells her, you know, college was an option for me. I was going to study veterinary medicine at A&M. And apparently Bessie's mom told the admissions man that Bessie couldn't go to college because she was needed too much here on the farm. Lillian asked her, like, well, why couldn't Granny see that, you know, it would have been better for you to be able to go, you know, go to school. And Bessie says because she'd never seen anybody do it. Maybe she thought, you know, going to college was a waste of time that wouldn't amount to anything. And Bessie says, so I made sure I worked damn hard here to make sure I get to see somebody do it. And Lillian says, you know, Mama, I appreciate it, but you can't be blaming me for what I had, I had nothing to do with. And Bessie says, you know, I know you appreciate what I gave you, but it's hard to see from three hours away. Oh my gosh! Because Dean's asking Grandma, is Lurleen okay? Oh, is she going to have her cap? Oh my gosh, I hope so. That would make this episode even better. I mean, I let's just say, I do enjoy the episode. I enjoyed Dean with his cousins. The whole land dispute thing, we didn't really spend too much time with it, which was good because eh, it felt kind of boring. But I like this moment between Lillian and her mom. And I'm really hoping that Dean gets to witness the cow giving birth, because I think that would be just the cherry on the Sunday here. As if a whooping wasn't enough punishment for my automotive mishap, my grandparents gave me the worst farm chore of all. Come on now, manure's not gonna show itself. Mom, I spoke to the lawyer, and he's got a solution. He can get you a deed for the land based on proof of continued residency, and the neighbors have agreed to give you an easement. What does that mean? It means they own the land in dispute, but they'll let you use it for the cow to graze. All you have to do is sign these papers. What kind of solution is that? I ain't gonna give them my land. It's been in our family for generations. Uh, a map drawn on the back of a 1904 Sears catalog is not gonna hold up in a court of law. I ain't gonna give them this land without a fight. <laughs> and we know you love to fight. What does that mean? Ever since I've been here, you've had something to say 
about every little thing I do. Because you come in here <laughs> thinking you're better than us. You're not the only one smart enough to go to college. We know, we know that college wasn't an option for a black woman when you were coming up. College was an option for me. I was going to study veterinary medicine at A&M. But your grandma wouldn't let me go, told the admissions man, that she needed me too much here on the farm. Why couldn't Big Granny see that it would have been better for you in the long run? Because she'd never seen anybody do it. So I made sure I worked damn hard here. So I'd get to see somebody do it. Mama, I appreciate it. But you can't be blaming me for what I had nothing to do with. I know you appreciate what I gave you. But sometimes it's hard to see. Okay, so Dinas is Lurleen okay? And Bessie says, well, she's probably in labor. And then she comes over and realizes right away that the baby's breached. Dinas, what does that mean? And she says that means that the baby's coming out backwards. So, yeah, I've seen uh, Dr. Pohl, the, um, yeah, that reality show. And there have been because he also is a farm veterinarian. He'll go out to farms sometimes when there are cows that are in labor and the the calf is breached and they gotta go actually inside and physically turn the calf around so that way it could come out because if it doesn't then that's going to make it very difficult on the mother like time is of the essence you do have to get the calf out as quickly as possible because the calf could die which means also the mother could die if the calf is left in there so, yeah, Lillian's on top of it. You know, she grew up on the farm. She knows what to do. She comes and gets what's needed. And apparently the amniotic sac is still, you know, it still uh, needs to burst. And someone's got to go in there and do that. And Lillian tells her mom, no, not with your arthritis. Let me do it. And then, of course, you hear a splatter and then Dean passing out. Dean comes to, and his mom is wiping off this beautiful, it's a white calf with, like, black little uh, blotches, and it's oh, so adorable. And Bessie tells Lillian, oh, I hardly recognized you. And Lillian says, oh, it just came back to me. And Bessie says, how long has it been? 20 years? And Lillian says, Mama, I want you to know that there is no amount of time or distance that will take this place out of me. That's the thing they say. It's like, you can take the, the girl out of the country, but you cannot take the country out of the girl. <laughs> and uh, Bessie says, oh, yeah, well, you got to toughen that boy up. <laughs> I think that's for sure. Because <laughs> he fainted <laughs> a cow giving birth. 
<laughs> well, when he says that's for sure, I should have put a blanket down for him. I wonder what they're going to name the calf. And uh, adult Dean says, yeah, Grandma and Mama were finally reunited <laughs> in making fun of me. And it made Dean realize that he was guilty of what Grandma accused Mama of. He thinks, you know, I've been approaching my time in the country all wrong. outside the hayloft and they're just kind of not really doing much of anything. They look like they're just really, really bored. Dean finally gets the guts and he jumps from the hayloft into the hay bale or the hay pile. <laughs> and the kids all like look over like, what? What was that? And Dean tells us, I realized that part of this place was in me just like it was in Mama. And I shouldn't have been trying to run from it all this time. I love how he, like, sits up and he, like, throws his arms out. Yeah! I did it! <laughs> that was just, it was so fun, like, what you could do as a kid outside back in the day. It was just, when you didn't have all those other things, you know, especially, you know, it's the time before you get your driver's license and you become a teenager. It's that time of just using your imagination and, and just having fun and just making do with what you have. And So Dean says, on my last day in the country, I let my cousins awaken the country Dean in me. Hence the name of the episode, Country Dean. Yeah, right, he's got a BB gun. He's using a BB gun and he hits a can. Cool. So yeah, his boy cousin is instructing him, you want to squeeze the trigger, don't, like, jerk it around or anything like that. So, alright, cool, cool. And Dean hits it. He hits that can. And his his cousin, his boy cousin there is like, bam! We should call you Eagle Eye DJ. And Dean says, says nah. Dean is just fine. That I was guilty of what Grandma accused Mama of. <laughs> I've been approaching my time in the country all wrong. <laughs> So I guess you'll be happy getting back to all the things you do in Montgomery. And Dean says, yeah, actually, I can't wait till we come back here. Maybe they'll come back during the summer. That'd be cool. 
And Dean asks, can we name the calf Melvin? And can I help take care of him the next time I come? Aww. And Big Jim, Big Jim says, sure. And he's like, yes. So, yeah, and Lillian comes up and says, okay, put those in the trunk. So, yep, they're all getting their pack. They're ready to be hitting the road, going back. Have they stayed a whole week? Or has it just been a few days? So, Big Jim tells Bill, like, hey, let's, like, next time you come out, we'll have some body work to do on the car, thanks to Dean. And Bill says, yeah, it just shows how good a job we did on that transmission. A 12-year-old could drive it. <laughs> Why don't you give him some driving lessons beforehand, so by the time you come back, he'll be ready to try to take it for another spin again. <laughs> so, Lillian's looking for the easement papers, and she's asking her mom, and it turns out Bessie signed them. Bessie figured it's the only way to end this business that you stirred up. So Bill's like, all right, come on, let's go home. Okay, so Kim is hanging out by... What is... I? What was Kim doing the whole time? We never got to find out. What'd she hole up in her room the whole time and do nothing? Come on. So yeah, as they're putting stuff in the car to go home, the neighbors come up. They're like, oh, we're just stopped here to pick up some, uh, some papers. And Lillian's like, oh, are you the neighbors? Yeah, so this is Gerald and his wife, Edith. All right. They look to be right around the same age as Big Jim and Bessie. Edith says, ah, the Lillian. And Lillian's like, well, what do you mean? And Edith says, your mama will not stop bragging on you. And even Gerald says, no offense, but everyone in town is sick and tired of hearing the name Lillian Williams. Yeah, everyone's sick and tired of Bessie talking about her big shot daughter in the city. <laughs> and Bill asks, is that so? Hmm, okay. Actually, I can't wait till we come back here. Can we name a calf Melvin? And can I help take care of him the next time I go? Oh, sure. Yes. Put those in the trunk, son. We'll be right out. family they are back home Lillian's on the phone with her mom said yes mama just want to let you know that we got home safe I definitely would do that you know like when I get to work I'll text Jeremy like hey I got here all right or I'll have Jeremy text me when he gets to work or even when I would go you know 
to Lowell from Muskegon, you know, I'd always, you know, I would let Jeremy know, like, hey, I got here all right, or when I got home, I'd text my dad and just say, hey, I made it back all right, all that, you know, just, it just, it's, it's peace of mind to me, honestly, it's peace of mind, makes me feel better, and Lillian says, I know, I miss you already, too. And Dean thinks of something. I never understood how Mama and Grandma could be so mean to each other. <laughs> then cry about how much they miss each other. And Lillian says, and no, I'm not trying to waste all your electricity. Lillian says, I'm hanging up now, right? Love ya. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, yeah, apparently Kim's cutting up tomatoes. And Lillian says, Kim, that is not how you cut a tomato. You, you cut against the core. I don't cut tomatoes because I don't eat tomatoes. So. And Kim is wearing a shirt that says Soul Summer 67, August 9 through 11. But Lillian stops herself and says, you know what? Nothing wrong with your way. See? You can be different. Oh, so sweet. And she hugs Kim and just says, you just keep on being you. And Kim kind of like looks really, um... Okay, like, what's with all the lovey-hugginess here? <laughs> and Dean notices, like, oh, those don't look like chickens we buy from the store. Oh, they probably brought back some chickens that were cut from the farm. Okay, cool. And Dean is like, but, yeah, because she says, oh, no, they were from the farm. And Dean's like, Lucy and Peggy? They were my friends. So, yeah, Dean is frustrated, walks out of the room, and then Lillian turns to Kim and says, oh, you better not be telling him that we're eating Melvin in two years. <laughs> oh, God! about Dean as far as the stuff with the whole who owns this plot of land type of thing that whole land dispute didn't really interest me lucky you know you know we didn't spend much time with it I mean I thought this was I'll go and say it was a good episode it was cute it wasn't like the greatest of the great but you know that's how it was with the original Wonder Years there were some episodes you kind of you know take or give all right so Whoops. <laughs> the next episode I will be covering will be Season 1, Episode 15, Black Teacher. This episode aired March 2nd, 2022. When their teacher goes on leave, Dean, Corey, and Kisa are excited to be taught by Mr. Brady. 
the school's first black teacher. Mr. Brady encourages the students to try out for the Knowledge Bowl team, where Dean faces some challenges. So, I am looking forward to this one. Definitely sounds really, really cool. Like, I just, I guess I can kind of say I kind of miss Brad and Corey and Keith. I'm like, I mean, Dean's cool by himself and everything, and meeting his cousins was awesome, but it's just like, I, I miss, I miss the core four. I miss the core four. I'm calling them the core four, guys. <laughs> so, Wonderland Words of Wisdom for this episode is just, don't judge someone just because, like, oh, and just think they're unsophisticated. Like, you're not sophisticated enough to, you're not good enough to hang out with me because you live, like, in the country. Like, don't, don't treat them like they're, they're, you know, or they're not smart. Like, oh, because you live in the country and I live in the city and I'm, or, like, oh, your life must be so boring. It's like, don't, don't do that to people. That's, you know, people have their own type. Just give it a chance. You might be out of your element, but hey, you might learn something too. So, all right. So, season one, episode 15, uh, Black Teacher. I am going to more likely either be doing that maybe either the end of March, because we just kind of entered March, or most likely it's going to be sometime maybe in the beginning of April. So I haven't decided whether I'm just going to cover an episode a month or maybe two a month. It just depends on um, my schedule. And I pretty much have done a good chunk of what I had set out to do this month. So I got a lot of uh, kind of free time opened up. I got my main stuff that I have done as far as the Full House episodes for March done, Small Wonder episodes done, this episode of The Wonder Years is done, all that good stuff. The Problem Child 2 movie is going to be coming out, I'm just going to say probably the, probably the last full week of March or maybe the, um, the week at, maybe the last, last week towards the end of March. We'll see, we'll see. So, Yep. All right, everybody. Have a good Wednesday. Have a good rest of the week. And I will see you in either late March or early April with the next Wonder Years episode. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at lbomwonderyearspodcast at gmail.com. The email description is always in the episode description on SoundCloud. If you haven't yet and you want to support the, pod- support the podcast, you can... Go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and search for the Wonder Years Podcast. So looking back on my Wonder Years Podcast will pop up. Click on it. Scroll down to where it says leave a review and leave a review. You can use emojis to describe characters from either the original Wonder Years or the new Wonder Years. Tell me your favorite episode. What you like about the old show. What you like about the new show. And yeah, all five stars, all five star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Wonder Years fans, new and old. So, all right. Have a great Wednesday, everybody. Bye-bye.